I hope you're having a very Merry Christmas season. I am so glad that you've joined us today. We're in a series of messages where we're looking at the historical details that are recorded in Scripture about the very first Christmas. We're looking at Christmas according to Luke because Luke wrote the third gospel or biography about the life of Christ, and he was careful to write an accurate account based on eyewitness testimony. So I'd like to give you a series recap before we keep moving on. Here are the highlights and the events that we've uh, looked at that show the meaning behind the events of the first Christmas. The first week of the series, we looked at the importance of the mystery of the virgin birth and how important it was that Jesus was born of a virgin. God borrowed the womb of a woman and created the body of Jesus by his direct power so that Jesus would be uncorrupted by sin. This was absolutely necessary for our salvation. We talked about that in that message. Last week, we talked about how Jesus entered our world, and we looked at the implications of the Incarnation, which is Jesus stepping into our world, because Jesus entered our world, the first implication is we can have fellowship with God. And the second implication is that by entering our world, Jesus gave us a model to follow by to invest and connect with the people in our world. We connect with others by getting into their world and focusing on their interests and concerns. So that's a tremendous model that we have that Jesus gave us. Today, we're going to see a heavenly celebration that reveals the baby's identity who was born in Bethlehem. When a baby is born in our culture, usually the parents are so excited that they send out a birth announcement. It could be something like this if the baby's born at Christmas time. Oh joy, it's a boy. Now if Mary and Joseph sent that out, what an understatement. Because he's the source of joy. Jesus Christ is the source of joy to all those who believe in him and follow him. Here's a card, a congratulations card that you could send back to the parents uh, who just had a baby. Your tiny human is a big deal. Now, that's true for any baby. Any child is a big deal when we receive the gift of a child, but that would be most true for Jesus, wouldn't it? I mean, he is the biggest deal ever. Those are somewhat normal ways to announce an exciting event like the birth of a, of, of, of a baby. Um, and today we're going to look at a heavenly birth announcement and celebration that was arranged by God the Father, to announce the birth of his son. It was the most important and spectacular birth announcement ever. Of course, this is a huge announcement that was made to 
shepherds. This is not the way I would have done it if I were God. But there's an important message that we receive by looking at the details of the first announcement of Jesus' birth and to whom it was made. It was made to shepherds. Today, shepherds are romanticized in every single Christmas pageant, um, and they're mostly played by very cute kids. And in the first century, though, nobody thought shepherds were cute. In fact, they were not a part of polite society. They were required to tend their flocks outside of the city gates so they would not interrupt what's going on in the city. In my opinion, to make the biggest splash possible with this announcement, you would get a PR firm involved. I mean, you'd try to get some public relations expertise involved. They would try to leak the story to a prominent journalist or schedule a press conference or get it on a cable show or try to get it trending on social media so it would go viral. Shepherds are the people you'd least expect for God to make the first messengers of the good news about the birth of Christ. But they were, and he had a reason for that. By including the story of the shepherds, God has Luke reminding us that the kingdom of God isn't just for insiders, for high-status people. But it's also for people like shepherds and even Mary and Joseph who were outsiders. They were from Nazareth. They, they weren't from an important city. They were very poor people as well. Here's how Luke describes this announcement. Luke 2, 8 through 10. And in the same region... There were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. This is not a normal birth announcement. An angel shows up and says, I bring you good news of a great joy that will be for all people. This is typical of God. God makes himself known when we least expect it. The shepherds, they were working. Actually, they were on watch in the field at night. Some were probably sleeping um, and others were on watch guarding sheep against the wolves and the lions and the other potential predators. So they're, they're taking shifts and in the middle of one of the shifts, the angel shows up and their response to this announcement to God making himself known to them in this way is an example for us to follow, and we'll look at that in a few minutes. But the angel goes on to give 
titles of the baby that reveal his identity. Angels were involved in the very first Christmas. And think about this. They're, they're all through the story of the, the Christmas, the history of the first Christmas. They're making announcements to several people. And uh, w- one of those was Mary. One of those was Joseph. Uh, and now the shepherds. But think about it. Angels had been there since the beginning of the world. They, they witnessed as God created the, the world by his power. And so they watched creation unfold as God showed his power to create the heavens and the earth, the plants, the animals, and the crown of creation, people. They were there when the first man and woman decided to sin, when they fell, and when they ate the forbidden fruit. And so now they're here to make a tremendous announcement. They are celebrating the birth of the baby who would be the answer to the sin problem in the world. They, they were celebrating this. Luke 2, 11 through 14 says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Imagine this scene. Not, not even the greatest performance on earth and the most talented musicians could parallel the incredible celebration that took place in the night sky that evening. That, that, this was what the shepherds saw. And it's been a while since I've been to a concert, but a good show immerses the crowd in the experience like you see in this picture. Now, I've been to concerts where the quality of the music and the mixing of it and the songs drew me into an experience. Imagine the experience of these shepherds on this first announcement of Jesus' birth. That was, the our concerts are nothing compared to what the shepherds experienced. Perfectly mixed audio and an amazing display that filled the night sky. Pretty incredible. From the shepherds' response, we know that it got them at the core of their being. The first thing the angel says is, For unto you this day in the city of David a Savior is born. This is said because it points to Jesus' identity 
and a fulfilled promise and prophecy. Here's what the angels, let's, let's go back and track the different announcements we've looked at so far, the different details that were given by Luke, the historian. Um, here's what the angel said in the announcement to Mary about the baby's birth that reveals his identity. Luke 1, 32 through 33, And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. That was a part of the first announcement to Mary. Luke makes that point again, uh, that the baby is a descendant of David in Luke 2, 4. It says, Joseph went up to Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David. All of this is pointing out the detail of a prophecy that was promised to King David that the coming Messiah would, who would save the people from their sins would be from his, his line. So this was given, this is the prophecy that, um, is found in 2 Samuel 7:16 the prophet Samuel is speaking to David and he says and your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me your throne shall be established forever so this is a promise that God made to David through the prophet Samuel what this shows us is that God always keeps his promise now he is not in an in a hurry to do so, yet his timing is always perfect. He doesn't fulfill his promise right when we want it to, but he what he does is he is arranging the timing so that it makes the maximum benefit and blessing for the maximum amount of people. If you're waiting on God to come through for you, right now in some way he will do it at just the right time to bring the maximum benefit and blessing to you he can be trusted you can trust him to do that in the titles that the angel gives the baby his identity is revealed first of all savior the angel reveals that this child is the one God promised from the beginning. God alluded to it in uh, Genesis 3.15. As soon as the first man and woman sinned, they ate the forbidden fruit, um, it was promised in Genesis 3.15 that the offspring of a woman would crush Satan and the power of evil. This was a part of God's plan from the first sin. And he was going to save us, this this baby, this offspring, was going to save us from our sins, and all who believe in him would live forever. And that's, that's what's happening here. That's what the meaning behind the title Savior. And then Christ is another title. Christ literally means one who is anointed. For unto you is born this day one who is Christ. 
Christ is a title for the Messiah. For centuries, the people of Israel had been waiting for the Messiah who would come to establish his kingdom in Israel. Now, most Israelites were looking for a political kingdom to overthrow the Roman oppression that they were currently under. They they were under the Roman government, under the emperor. But the Messiah is the king of a spiritual kingdom. Now, they, they many of them miss this, but... He is the, he's the king of a spiritual kingdom that will be established as history is wrapped up. It will be established fully, but right now we can experience it spiritually. It's, it's real. It's something that we can experience. It is not a kingdom that shows up on the headlines of history. We've been talking about that in this series, but It's a kingdom that is real and supersedes all other kingdoms. And then another title is Lord. For unto you is born this day a Savior, Christ, the Lord. Lord is a title of authority. One that one day all people who have ever lived and all creation, even the demons, Satan himself, will bow to the lordship of Jesus Christ. Philippians 2, 10 through 11 says, At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. For now... All the people who are living on earth have a choice of whether or not to make Jesus their Lord. But a day is coming where everybody will know. His Lordship will be readily apparent to everybody who has ever lived. And all the the demons and Satan himself will bow to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. However, those of us who bow to him now. We make him the Lord of our lives. We believe in him. We trust in him. And we follow him as Lord. We experience the benefits of his lordship and life in his kingdom under his rule right now. Those benefits are described as righteousness, peace, and joy. So we're able to live rightly before God and treat people Rightly, More and more we have the power to do that. We experience peace in our relationship to God and in our relationship with others. And we have joy in Christ. He's the source of joy. Remember, oh joy, it's a boy. (laughs) Or I think it was, it's a boy, oh joy. But however it was, he's the source of joy. For all who trust him and make him the Lord of their lives. So the statement that the angel makes confirms the identity of the baby, Jesus, as the living God himself in human form. Now I'd like to move on and look at the shepherd's response. Because 
they have a model response to the birth of Jesus Christ. Whenever God speaks to us, we should be quick to follow through on what it is he's shown us. This is what the shepherds did. They followed through on what the Lord made known to them. Luke 2, 15 and 16. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in manger. This major announcement was obviously a word from God. He was sending them a message. And they immediately, the shepherds immediately followed through. When we hear from God, we should immediately follow through as well. That's the example they're setting for us. It's interesting in uh, the New Testament, the Gospels were originally written in Greek, and the word obey actually means to, it's, it's akuo is the word, and it's the root of our word acoustics, which have to do with hearing. And so to obey is to hear from God and immediately do what you, you've heard from him and what he said to do. When you obey, it's interesting, when you obey, when you follow through, when you hear from God and you do what he said to do, and that primarily happens through scripture, God confirms the truth as he does what he's promised to do. And he brings the, the goodness of his righteousness, peace, and joy. If you haven't decided to follow Christ yet, but you sense God drawing you to himself, I want to encourage you to investigate him fully. Think through, investigate the identity of Jesus Christ. Don't hesitate to get your questions answered because it will change your life if you step under the Lordship of Jesus Christ, and let him lead you as you live your life. The shepherds model how to respond to God when he makes something known to you and I. When God gives insight, he wants us to follow through on it. It could be to change our perspective toward work or give grace to a family member or maybe he motivates us to serve one, someone uh, and or give to a need. So whatever it is, God, as we're reading scripture, God often speaks to us and he makes something known to us and he puts it on our heart to do something. When you hear from God, step out and follow him. When God reveals something, Christ followers should be quick to obey. Next. The shepherds set an example because they they made it known to their circle of family and friends. Luke two seventeen eighteen says, When they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child, and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. 
they didn't keep it to themselves, but they became the first messengers of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. They shared it with all who would listen. Here's a song that I've enjoyed that puts into words likely how the shepherds felt as they, you know, became the first people to hear of the announcement, the birth of Christ, as they became the first messengers. Um, they, they knew their mission and their, the way they feel, and this song expresses how we should feel as followers of Jesus Christ. It's sung by Casting Crowns featuring Matthew West. Let's listen to it now and watch the words. Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. All my life I've been told I belong at the end of the line. With all the other not quite, will all the never get it right. But it turns out they're the ones you were looking for all this time. Cause I'm just a nobody We're trying to tell everybody We're all about somebody Who saved my soul Ever since you rescued me You gave my heart a song to see I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus of course, I don't know this for sure, but that song expresses how I feel, and I bet the shepherds felt the same way. What a privilege they felt to be the first messengers about the good news of Jesus' birth. And it's the same for all of us. Once we decide to follow Christ, we have a story to tell because he begins to work in us. He begins to change us from the inside out, and we know the reality of his work in us as we continue to grow in prayer, the knowledge of scripture, and in fellowship with other Christians. We begin to experience his righteousness, joy, and peace among all kinds of other benefits. This happened to the shepherds in a minute. If we're convinced of the identity of Jesus Christ like they became convinced, we begin to identify as a follower of Christ. We begin to have a testimony of God's work in our lives. So we share it with our circle of family and friends and co-workers. We we learn to share the good news of the gospel and we look for opportunities to share it. We're significant, we're not nobodies, but we're significant because Jesus Christ has made us so, and God has given us dignity by creating us in his image. And so, we may feel like a nobody, but we have somebody, and we fade into the background, we're okay because we're secure in our significance in God 
that we fade into the background and we make it our lives about Jesus Christ. This is, this is our calling as Christians. God brings us to himself to spread the good news about Jesus Christ to our circles, to the people around us. The next thing the shepherds did was they praised and glorified God for all they had seen and heard. Now, here's what it says in Luke 2, 19 through 20. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. So she's taking taking everything that's going on like young mothers do. She's She's thinking them over. She's treasuring them. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Christmas praise, carols, hymns, songs of praise to God. This is the right response. And Christmas celebrations are filled with the songs of Christmas This is the right response to the work of God that we celebrate at Christmas time. The virgin birth, the incarnation, God stepping into our world so that we could connect with him, so that we could come to know him. And the identity of the baby Jesus, who is Savior, Christ, and Lord. If you aren't yet a follower of Christ, you, and you sense God drawing you toward him. I want to encourage you to make haste to investigate, like the shepherds made haste to investigate uh, what they had heard about. Make haste to investigate and see for yourself that Jesus is truly who he said he was and truly who the angel proclaimed And he is trustworthy. If your faith has been flickering out, I want to encourage you to renew it. Incline yourself toward faith and resolve any doubt that you have. Seek God and the answers that he provides. If you're committed to following Christ, who around you right now could you share the good news with? Who who could you tell what the Lord's doing in your life and how he has provided for you and make it known? Take the announcement and make it known what God's doing in you. I'd like to suggest some next steps today. My next step today is to follow through on God on something God has revealed to me. So maybe God spoke to you through this message. Maybe he said something recently and he's brought it to your attention and you've heard from him. Follow through on it. Do what he said. Um, another step would be to make the message known uh, to my family and friends. And it's interesting. Next week's message on that's going to be available on the 20th will also be available on demand. It's going to be on demand. And you can watch that message on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day with your family and friends who are gathered there. That's a way to to share the message of the 
the Christmas season, the heart of it. And it's going to be, I think it'll be a very, very meaningful time for us as a church community and as something that we could share with our family and friends because we want to include more and more in our church community if possible. Um, and then a final step would be take the time this week to privately praise God for what he has done in Christmas. Let's pray and praise him. Father, we thank you for your kindness to us. You, you have done an amazing thing at Christmas time. You were born of a virgin. You stepped into our world to show us that fellowship with God is possible and that to give us a model of how to connect with you and with others in our world. And you are who you said you are, Lord Jesus. You're, you're the Savior, Christ, and Lord. And we praise you. We honor you. And I ask you, Father, that as you, we have heard from you, give us the strength to step out and obey you, God. Help us to follow through on what we've heard you say. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.